The Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. We're going back, back to, to back. back. Um, <laughs> welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, Basketball Podcast. Podcast. It's really hard when I can't see you. Man. It's okay. Um, we're we're getting there. You know, we got to start doing in studio recordings blindfolded. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> I am the host of the podcast. Uh, my name is Freddie Revis, and and who are you, sir? Uh, on the other end, talking. Uh, your producer, Matt Duncan. I just want to chime in and say oh, that boy. sounds like a very sexy way to uh, record a podcast. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, we're we're blindfolded. blindfolded. <laughs> yeah, what's what's that Sandra Bullock show? We're gonna like basically do that as we record. Your Sandra Bullock show. Uh, no, no I said, her, what's her movie. Oh. It was a movie. Bird Box. Bird Box. Okay. Uh, you know oh, what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. You know what? Your <laughs> reference is good. So I apologize for ruining the entire intro to the podcast. <laughs> it's all yeah, right. Thanks a lot, Will. I mean, I think in some ways this is our best uh, intro, but in every other way, I think it's probably the worst. <laughs> um, but uh, you know what? Let's let's still do our goddamn plugs. All right. right. Like, if people's heads are cold, what should they do? They should buy a toque from Confederacy of Dunks. Uh, we do have a Shopify that you can go to to purchase the the hats, and Freddie will mail you them uh, post haste. That's right. And for everyone who did order but then had their orders canceled because I hadn't <laughs> registered, I'm so sorry. And trust me, we're on. Yeah, it. and sorry for the insane shipping fee. We did change that too. Yeah, which is we like fixed double the toque. So, honestly, toques a whole. You know, we're like that. We're it, like right? that Amazon purchase where you like, you know, the the shipping is like sixty dollars, oh, no God. prime. Uh, we're smooth. We're smooth. I think. No, we're um, super. No, smooth. we're yeah. we're. Hardcore Raptors fans, um, if you wanna, if you wanna help us out, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, wh- yep. Where can they find us, Matt? Where are all the millions of places that they can check us out? Well, we're on. Uh, if you go to dunkspodcast.com, we've got all our links there for our Patreon. If you want to be a patron with uh, with us, follow us, contribute, and then we've got iTunes and Stitcher there too, and Player FM, Spotify, uh, all these things where you can subscribe. And when we have a new episode, it'll it'll come right at you. You don't even have to look for it. I think we crushed that, don't you? Well, yeah. Um, what, uh, what site do you guys use for hosting? Podbean? No. 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 We self-host this this podcast on the internet. Yeah. Archive. We yeah. self-host oh, wow. this yeah. pod. Yeah. yeah. That's that's where we're at now. Yeah. Excuse me. Jesus. We're, we're, we're the Neil Breen of <laughs> basketball podcasts. <laughs> so, you know, he's a thing, kind of, right? So um, Yeah, okay. I'd agree with all of that. Uh, I say we just get rolling here because because people tune yeah. in this pod for the expert Raptors takes. They do, and uh, and for my mania unraveling over like a slow, <laughs> a slow period of time, six years now. Um, okay, uh, let, let's bring on <clears throat> guest number one, shall we, Matt? Yes. Um, guest number one uh, has done the pod. Uh, a healthy amount of times he's uh he's done it over the years he lives in la he's a hilarious dude last time he was on the podcast he predicted that the raptors yeah. are going to win the championship in six games he did he did and then hung up on us and that was but, it 
That's the it last we've heard good. of him. And he was right. So it was like a, it was kind of a mystical thing. Give it up at home as loud as you can, even if you're by yourself, for Will Weldon. Uh, I forgot I told you guys to play that as my uh, intro sting. Yeah, Matt didn't. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, look, cut, 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 cut the music quick. <laughs> the, the, the absolute goddamn audacity of you people to wait this long to have me back after my triumphant prediction of the Raptors winning in six, a bold, listen, well, all this shit I have gotten from, from other guests on this show Oh, oh, I'm negative. Oh, I don't support the team. Oh, my name is Ennis, and I could be anywhere from 24 to 52 years old. It's hard to tell. (laughs) I have gotten dogged on so much. And then, in our moment of glory, who was the most, like, defiantly positive and uh, uh, optimistic out of everyone I didn't offer up any negatives. I didn't say like, hey, I think we have a good shot, but possibly this. What did I do? I I showed up. I made a prediction for the win. And then I hung up and literally threw my phone across the room <laughs> in a show of of uh, triumphalism, uh, even though no one was around to see it but me. And uh, what? what, what? Yeah, the, the, Ten the months phone later, part was I'm just back. Yeah, um, Ten months later, I'm back. I mean, all I can say is this. Congratulations. You are a champion. And also, um, I feel like that was a good last kind of like moment for you for the decade. No, it may, we're, you know, we're in a new it, decade it, now, a new will, right? Oh, God. We'll see. <laughs> Listen, we didn't try to do you dirty. Yeah, I'll, we I'll did. say there was some scheduling errors and Matt hates you. So. <laughs> Look, I would I, I would be more willing to accept that explanation than just like, oh, scheduling errors. You didn't even ask me. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the first error. That was the first like, major error. And um, honestly, not a lot of good excuses. But I, I think like I'll I'll do better in 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 this decade. I think uh, everything, the Tukes, you know, yeah. having you on more regularly. I bought a championship hat. And this is how you absolute worms repay me. <laughs> um, I think we're gonna have a good time today. It's gonna be a fun podcast. And uh, let's let's bring on guest number two, shall we? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm talking, I guess, out of a body experience. Like I want Will to like me, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, you gotta keep it moving here, right? Um, okay. Uh, this guy's amazing. He's a he's a hardcore basketball fan. He has recently pulled off some very um, dicey fantasy trades, and uh, in, in one of the fantasy basketball podcasts or, or fantasy basketball leagues I'm in, um, quite a few people were upset the trade actually got vetoed. Whoa. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, I know this is pretty serious. Uh, he, he's a little on my side with the Clippers, which I feel like I have an ally here. Um, he's amazing. He's hilarious. Give it up at home for Roger Bainbridge. Very good. Yes. <laughs> like, like an 8-bit pharaoh, I'm brought in on my chariot. <laughs> Yeah, did you, like, steal that music from uh, uh, Dragon Warrior 4? <laughs> I feel like it's from a Zelda porno. I have a Creative Commons <laughs> licensing uh, for all my music, Will, so don't you dare. 
Except for O Fortuna, that one, yes. that one they can come after me for the oh. uh, the estate. But yes, thank you, for Roger. You, how's it going? Touching, thank you for touching on the very sore spot of the fantasy trade that got vetoed, like uh, just stabbed in the back by everyone. Vetoes are rare. I'll say this: I haven't seen a lot of vetoes, like three or I've four. I've never seen my, a veto in a fantasy league in my like entire. Fa- it's pretty intense. You need two thirds of the whole league to vote against the trade. It needs to be two thirds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a Senate thing. Too. Man. We're a fourteen team league. <laughs> but you're yeah. You, that's you, that's what you need to amend the American Constitution. Yeah, <laughs> Roger is the Palpatine of the league. <laughs> like, see, big this time. is the whole thing. Everyone, everyone looks at it that way. It was I. I uh, it's there were a lot of bad assumptions. There was a lot of bad blood, and uh, and I got railroaded. Do you want to tell people what the trade was? Okay, and on its face, yeah, when you hear the names, <laughs> it doesn't feel like it adds up. What is coming down the pipeline here? Yeah, I'll I'll just say this. I, you know, like I didn't really rally anyone, but I did immediately vote against it. Just as like, (laughs) just as like a funny clicking thing. I saw the trade and I was like, oh dear, and I voted against it and moved on. Um, So it was it was a straight up one for one trade, Hassan Whiteside for Carl Anthony Towns. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now so. In in both eight and nine category leagues, who who is who is running the account? Who is running the account that traded you towns? Was it run by a guy named uh, Bodger Rainbridge? (laughs) (laughs) No, it was it was a one Chris Locke. No, Chris Wilson. Oh, Chris Chris Wilson. Wilson. I'm sorry. Uh, Look, I saw Whiteside's number three in eight and nine category. Uh, and Carl Anthony Towns is very much not. He's something like 33 or 34 right now. Uh, he's been injured for over a month. You've got a guy that wants to make the playoffs. You know that you can see the whole point of the game is sell high when a guy is overperforming. You're, you're right. And, and I'll, I'll say this as well. You know, Chris doesn't like basketball enough to listen to this <laughs> podcast. But if he did, you'd hear a lot he of people laughing. He follows about This is the thing. People are assuming that Chris is some babe in the woods. People are assuming Hassan Whiteside is what he's been in the past instead of realizing that he's playing some really good basketball. And uh, people are assuming that Carl Anthony Towns, there's not a risk that he's going to shut down. So there were reasons why the trade made sense. Is Carl Anthony Towns an infinitely better basketball player? No question. Uh, does and that it's not a keeper league, I'll say that. Yeah. Does the trade make sense in a purely fantasy perspective? It kind of does. I'm uh, I'm imagining this Chris guy like on a basketball court right now trying to throw a soccer ball through the hoop. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good and, – and if anyone who listens to this podcast knows uh, Chris Wilson, he's a very good physical comedian. So just go ahead and imagine that. Imagine Chris <laughs> picking up a soccer ball and whipping it with all his might. <laughs> Uh, at a basketball rim, and it just exploding off the rim. And I feel like I feel like that's pretty good. We should we should get going here on Raptors stuff. Is that cool Let's with you guys? Okay, Maddie, would you give me that Raptors sting? Raptors. 
you know what? I'm very used to that sting at that uh, at this point. It actually feels kind of natural. Um, yeah, I like that Matt. Matt is like turning himself into like DJ Clue at the start of every <laughs> yeah. clock now. <laughs> yeah, but he's DJ Clue. If DJ Clue was like always DJing, DJing from like inside a, a tavern, like a, <laughs> or, or, or like a, a spelunking version of DJ Clue, yeah. that's like you know the audibility is always just bouncing off walls. It's kind of like, oh, I see. Where was this recorded? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was getting yeah, like yeah, reverb yeah, on everything. Some, yeah, yeah, DJ Clue while he's in his tiny bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, guys, uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, start with you, Will. Um, I'll give you the first question. So, uh, I, I was at the game last night. Uh, it was, um, it was fairly frustrating. It was, I was also at that Portland game where the Raptors kind of just let it go in the fourth. Frustrating for different reasons. It was like the mellow game I saw and the DeMar game. Obviously I love DeMar. You know, I don't really have feelings one way or the other for mellow, but it was still frustrating seeing that. But, I, I want to kind of focus in on um, the dunk where DeMar DeRozan stole Boucher's soul <laughs> and Boucher laid on the ground, like looking up into the sky. Like it was a prolonged delay and you know, he like, no one really even came to pick him up that quickly. He was, <laughs> he was kind of left there to die. Like it was, a, it was an extreme basketball moment. Um, well, you, you don't touch a man after a prolonged lay, Freddie. You you must know that. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. You just yeah, who kinda... was it? Uh, who was it? Who DeAndre Jordan killed a few seasons ago? Brendan. I, um, I forget. It was someone of the Knicks, I think. Yeah, or like the Bucks or something. Yeah, it was like so bad that DeAndre Jordan like looked guilty about it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, apparently Demar. Um, went up to Boucher like in the, in the change room after the game. And Boucher's like, I don't think I should shake your hand. Like <laughs> this is weird. No, um, no, but I, I, I love Boucher. He was, he was up there trying to, trying to get the block, which, uh, you know, all good shot blockers get crowned on. But anyways, the question is just as a hypothetical, where is DeRozan's career going to go from here? And where is Boucher's career going to go from here? Just like a super quick guesstimation summary of like, from from now on for DeRozan and then Boucher. So yeah, you, you first will. Uh, I mean, do you want some sort of joke answer uh, uh, <laughs> about how he's going to be incredible because now he has the basketball pay, power of uh, two men because he dunked Chris Boucher's uh, abilities out of him? That's a pretty good answer. Okay, well, that'd be my joke answer. My sincere answer would be like, he'll probably end up as like a scoring option off the bench within two or three seasons where we will... Uh, herald him. I, I think he might end up getting reinvented in a few seasons as kind of a, uh, a Lou Williams style, like monster off the bench that right. scores like almost a point a minute. I think that's a pretty good guess. I, I mean, I, I expect him to continue to be good for a long time. Like he, he was definitely looking at guys like McCaw and Lowry last night as, you know, guys who were just like not as strong as him or even a guy like Pascal. He like, he had more patience than Pascal. I think in two weeks, Pascal will probably kill DeRozan. But yeah. you know, in, in this moment, he was kind of like his bag of tricks worked. And I and think I mean, that I couldn't, I couldn't he, actually watch the game. It also seems like, I, you know, watching some of the games and stuff. Like this team is like absolutely gassed right now. Yeah, uh, I think it's because the I think it's because the defense this team plays 
and the kind of like opportunistic offense they play. It's like, just pass it around and, you know, try and get the best shot. But if teams are going to run a zone against you, then it's kind of like, all right, well, your best shot's like McCaw or like Rondé trying to make something happen. And they're so good on defense and they clearly, like, I think they're the best defensive team in the league. Like, I don't know if every metric has them at first. They're they're tops in the league regardless. But I think this... I think they're good on the perimeter. I don't know about that interior defense, especially that game yesterday. Their interior defense was looking pretty rough. Yeah, I mean, they yeah, missed Gasol enough. so... Like, when Gasol's there, they're uh, monsters inside because he's just, like, yeah. so... Such a such a big body and also just, like, one of the smartest. Uh, like, w- w- with it's wild to have him and Lowry on the floor at the same time playing defense. Like, two guys who just absolutely 100% know their shit as good as anybody. Oh, it's like the ultimate, like, thinking game, especially with, like, their, like, you know, fairly by NBA standards, like, unathletic bodies. We're, like, the most YMCA team with those (laughs) two guys. We're, like, the total old man games. I think it's a thing I heard Zach Lowe say. He was, like, has talked to a lot of coaches about playing defense. And, like, the number one method of having good defense is having guys who know how to play defense. It's, like... It, it it's so much down to like just like uh seemingly like court IQ. Right, yeah. Um okay, well Roger, I'll oh, jump to you. Chris Boucher, Chris yeah, Boucher. Okay, go, go for Boucher. Uh uh I give him um uh, I give him uh four more seasons in the league in the role that he has in the kind of role that he has when both Abaka and Gasol are healthy. Then the same the same kind of role is like uh, almost an opt like the way you optimize um uh, uh, what's his face the guy we had for one season who would uh, get twenty seven rebounds in fifteen minutes and then um, be absolutely Bismack the next game. yeah he's yeah. like I think he functions in kind of a Bismack role some games he's going to grab like fifteen rebounds in a short amount of minutes or get a bunch of blocks other games he's just like dudes are just going to be like clowning on him and his like skinny little body. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a big part of his career is he's either going to have a huge physical advantage over someone as far as length, or he's going to be getting bodied. He seems like there's like there's no in between for him. Yeah, he's like a, a mini bowl. Yeah, he has a bit of the like I, I could see him kind of going the way of like Alpha Rukaminu, where you know he slowly gets his three point percentage up to like a decent level and is just this kind of guy you can plug in to play 15 minutes on a good team and play pretty good defense and bother people when they're shooting a three. Yeah. All right, Roger. Um, yes. Yeah. Pick, pick, pick who you want to start with, uh, Boucher or well, you're already talking about Boucher. I'll just toss in. We just got to get that guy some food. You got to get some, <laughs> I know <laughs> some protein, give him bulk him up a little bit. And I think he'll be, he'll be fun. Like, you know, He's hitting that three already. It, it's it's a pretty good shot if you look at his form. It's it's pretty good. It's definitely a slingshot of a three. Yeah, he 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 does actually. It's weird. He leans back a lot for a guy who's that tall. Like when he puts it up, I I, I think he has a pretty good finishing ability. But sorry, keep keep yeah, going. Yeah, it's that. I mean, yeah, it's true. He's just gonna get constantly. People are already exploiting him. You can say that that's also because it's like. Like, I mean, yeah, he played last year, but he didn't really play last year. This is as close to a rookie year as this is closer to a rookie year than uh, last year was. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he's still learning the NBA game, but 
people are clearly exploiting him, <laughs> and they will because he's 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 a gangly good boy. But, but if, uh, so he's 27. Do you think kind of like 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 me and Will were saying? Like, I didn't even think, know he was 27. That's insane. He is, yeah. Um, and we have him on a really cheap contract for like two years. But like, do you think he's the type of guy like he'll get another contract at like 29 or 30 and have like some decent years somewhere? Yeah, I mean, well, there, I mean it's. Or, or do you think he's a guy who maybe picture, fades? But we forget that there are some. We forget there are some desperate teams out there. You know, like. Yeah, we talked about Bismack, you know. I could see Charlotte in two years going kind of like, hey, this guy's cheap, sure. Why not? Yeah, Yeah, I feel like he should be able to net some kind of like minimum three-year contract. Like he seems like he belongs in the NBA. Orlando signs every person who's even close to seven feet for a certain amount of time. So everyone needs to do their time in Orlando. Yeah, Orlando is definitely a team that like if you can shoot, they they will not pick up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're like, I'm a really good shooter, they're like, we have Terrence Ross, we're good to go. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank um, you. Thank you. We have one shooter. That's the NBA these days. Uh, All you need is I one. Saw, I saw Aaron Gordon get some threes in, in warm-up. I think yeah. we're good. Um. So what 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 about DeRozan? Do are you are you like you know I'm I'm, I'm kind of asking this question because he's a divisive guy for for a lot of Raptors fans. Like I'm always surprised at how many people truly hate him and yeah. like pa- passionately hate him. But um, I mean I I'm definitely like as someone who loves DeRozan. I've never really thought that he's like a, a like a bona fide like all NBA guy. I think he got all NBA once, but I think he got probably... two. Oh, he got two. Okay, got, sorry. I think he got second team two two seasons ago. Okay, yeah. Um, when I mean, when there was that flash of MVP talk. Yeah, it was. I think that was his like best year shooting yeah. threes as well. Yeah, he was. He right. was just scoring like crazy. That was year one culture uh, reset, I think. I also sorry for interrupting uh, Roger's no, time, no, although no, I, I don't uh, I don't respect anyone else uh, other than myself when people <laughs> oh my talk. God. But um, it uh, uh, I think the thing with DeRozan is that so many fans spent so long uh, like defending him to Pat, like insisting he had qualities he did not, and he was capable right. of taking us places he wasn't. I think a lot of people have now swung the other way uh, where now they're like, he was awful and holding us back. Whereas I think the people who always uh, properly understood how good he was, uh, but also had an extremely healthy appreciation for like just how much he meant and to the franchise. Mm -hmm. I think those people have all remained at exactly the same level of like, because I feel the same way about him. I always have. And like last night was frustrating, but I was like, man, we already like punked the Spurs once this season. Like totally, you know, now he gets one and he gets to have some nice moments. And like, I, I can't, I can't be too mad about it. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm like that with DeRozan too, where I think it's like, you know, there's people who seem to think he's like J.R. Smith. And then there's other people who are kind of, who kind of he's like J.R. Smith. No, but I mean like they, they think he's like, like that the bad. team you mean like, like he's, Oh, he's so bad. He's like a J.R. Smith. And then I think there's also a lot of people who convince themselves that, you know, he could be like a Kawhi. Whereas like for me, he was never close <laughs> oh, to either. That's... You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people thought a lot of people thought he was better than Lowry just because they appreciated how loyal he was to the city. Yeah, I mean, I thought they were close at one point, but I'm 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 a Lowry over DeRozan guy. But wait, so so Roger, like, where, where do you like? Do you see him doing a Lou Williams type thing? I think that Lou or, Williams thing is an interesting. I mean, you'd have to find the exact right team 
that that would fit for. I, yeah. I, I, I still see him being a starter for quite some time. I, I don't think, I think he would have a harder time accepting the bench role. To be honest, I think he looks at himself. He works on his game. He's a competitor. He's, he, I don't think he looks at himself that way yet. Right. So he's like, I'm calling the Knicks and the Knicks are going <laughs> to give me a four year max. Like, do you feel like DeRozan's more that guy or do you feel I like see him? I see him ending up somewhere more like not Phoenix, but a Phoenix esque team. Just again, something that's or like Atlanta. I could see him playing for Atlanta, you know, like just somewhere where they're just going to let him go and score and he'll keep doing that. And it'll just kind of be the same. Atlanta's kind of interesting because, like, it would be interesting to see the, like, you know, the sunset of DeRozan's career next to someone who is kind of, like, obviously the top guy that, mm-hmm. the, team, that the team is investing in. Because I, I've never viewed DeRozan as a type of guy who is a bad locker room person. I feel like he would very much, you know, like, acquiesce to a hierarchy where he's not the guy if – you know, if that was a, the if that was the reality of the situation, like for I sure. Like, well, I mean, Lamarcus Aldridge is more the guy than he is in, on the Spurs, right? Yeah, I think, the problem with Lamarcus Aldridge is that he's not very good at it. Like he famously left yeah. the Trailblazers because he like kind of couldn't stop pouting about the fact that uh, Lillard was more embraced by the fans than he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, this is kind of like a different conversation, but I feel like. Aldridge was a, he was kind of like a weird turning point where the Spurs miscalculated in a big way. And I think the ripple yeah. effects of bringing him over were pretty damn bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, I like, I, I don't know. He's a good player. Like, well, watching him last night, it was kind of, a, I thought like Abaka, you know, and Boucher at times were, were pretty good on him, but he's kind of, he, he doesn't play efficiently, but he's clearly like super duper talented. Yeah. yeah, I also think a lot of guys on that team are kind of like the older guys on that team are like thinking of themselves as running out the clock right now. Rudy Gay definitely plays like that. Like, I think that's why he had hit his big dunk was not at all like DeRozan's. Like his big, his big dunk was like, oh, literally nobody's guarding me. I might as well like <laughs> cock it back and do yeah. a crazy dunk. And that's why like Ron DeHollis Jefferson was like semi-crowned, but he just got there so late because Rudy Gay was literally looking to pass and no one was guarding him. So he turned around and dunked. Yeah. Rudy Gay for sure is just like counting the days until he can go somewhere and hopefully win a ring. When Belly Nelly hit that three, I was like, Wait, I please did. Say, please Wait. say that name again. Oh, yeah. Belly Nelly? Belly Nelly? Belly Nelly? When he hit that three. That's like a children's book character you just came up with. <laughs> like a, like someone named Nelly with a big belly. Yeah. Except except he's real. No, it's <laughs> Bella Nelly. What did I say? <laughs> Belly, Belly Nelly. Nelly. Oh, that's pretty funny. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, it definitely like I, I thought I was in on the joke uh, until just like, three seconds ago. Um, <laughs> my bad. Um, let's call him Marco B. <laughs> um, uh, when he hit that three, I was definitely shocked and frustrated that he was still in the NBA. Um, I, I had forgotten. Like, and I feel like I'm I'm not I'm pretty good with like knowing like the the journeyman of the NBA, but. 
he is a guy I definitely thought had taken a European contract at this point. Well, I didn't know he was, he was a big contributor to the 76ers not, not too long ago. Yeah, he's just a dude right. who exists to hit like a f- like ten. He hits like ten important uh, threes and four important long twos that he clearly didn't realize he was like stepping on the line during <laughs> a season. That's like his role now, yeah. and also yeah. to get mixed up in my brain with uh, Gallinari. Oh, but Gallo, Gallo's still playing. Gallo's still relevant. Gallo's doing shit. OKC's doing shit. Yeah. Um, okay, wait. Let's. The uh, weirdest. I cannot believe. Oh, oh yeah, Oklahoma well, City Thunder. We I, obviously it's not planned to talk about, but like the last thing I imagined would happen. Holy, holy shit! Chris Paul is like still an incredible basketball player. Yeah. Him and Lowry have these like weird dual storylines of like being guys that are too old to be doing what they're doing <laughs> based on their like height, and like yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's pretty rare to like you know have guys that are thirty three and thirty four like. You know, I think Chris Paul's averaging 16 points and, like, Lowry's averaging 30 points. And these guys are six feet tall. Like, that's Dude, nuts. It's, 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 the, it's the Phil Esposito thing of, like, if you have an enormous ass, you have a real advantage in sports. Yeah, yeah. man. It's, it's, well, it's like, uh, you know, like a camel keeping all of the water in the hump, you know? Like, it's, yeah. they, they keep all their drive <laughs> and talent in their ass. You're right. It is just like that. Um, okay, uh, Roger. Let's uh, let's uh, let's talk about uh, the Raptors getting healthy. Um, yes. Gasol, Gasol looks like he's coming back. Apparently, he was training with the team. Um, I just heard. Uh, I don't think it was Blake Murphy. Somebody said. Um, um, maybe it was William Liu, that uh, that Fred isn't going to be out too long either. So his yep. thing is kind of like didn't tear anything and. You know, it seems like we, we have a legit shot of getting healthy again. And it seemed like it might be a year where there was just so many injuries that yeah. people would, would play too many minutes and then they would get injured before, you know, everyone comes back. So I think it is kind of huge for this team to get fully healthy. And if you look down the schedule, it's, it's I mean, we're in the Eastern Conference and we're about to see how bad it is and how <laughs> insane it would be for us to tank. Like, yeah. O'Shea Brissett oh, yeah. would start on a bunch of the teams we're about to play. So, like, <laughs> hey, like it's like put, 10. But, but put yeah. some respect on him, though. It's true. He's O'Shea Brissett, he's amazing. Yeah, I um, mean, that guy, young guy, like, in the, he had to start, and you watched him, and you were like, this guy does not look out of his depth. I'm no. not going to say he's good, but yeah. he, he's not, like, lost. No. No, and he's twenty years old, and he makes seventy nine thousand dollars, which is insane. And he, uh, and he might be the only one on the team that can consistently get offensive rebounds. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, okay. uh, uh, Hollis yeah, Jefferson yeah. is pretty yeah. good at it, isn't he? He's all right, yeah. but Brissett just gets the like he just has like a vertical that that those guys don't have. It's wild. Oh yeah. And I feel like Jefferson is definitely like one of those guys who like should be in slam ball. Like he, <laughs> he's such a like strong warrior of a dude who like every time he gets a rebound, the ball just like explodes out of his hand. Like I just see, I just see Freddie as like a medical trainer, just always like you know rubbing Rondé down after every game and just being like, I'm telling you, man, get a slam ball. <laughs> yeah, just leave this behind. You gotta get the slam balls where it's at. Yeah, I, I would definitely use Rondé to like I re- just um restart slam ball. <laughs> 
I do, uh, I do want to say that uh, the call on my end cut out for like five seconds. So I missed <laughs> something of what Freddie said. So I would like to say to any listeners, if what he said was like extremely racist or like pro eugenics, I do denounce those comments. <laughs> No, I mean, just to clarify on what I was saying when you were gone, I was just talking about how the ethics around CRISPR don't bother me at all. And right. I think right. globally, everyone should pursue, they should just do whatever they want with CRISPR and not communicate to one another. And yeah, yeah like, um, while the call dropped out, you were like, I mean, if you look at the uh, shape of uh, Hollis Jefferson's skull, you can really see that the athlete part of it is bigger than in most people. Oh, God, yeah. 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 Um, Always bring in the phrenology confederacy of Donald <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, we, we, we like to zig and zag here a little bit. Um, yes, the two things we love on this podcast, dunks and calipers. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, zigging and zagging. Um, <laughs> Much uh, like but, uh, the zigs and zags of the skull shape of, uh, <laughs> and then just the audio cuts out for 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, so I don't even know. Okay. Okay. So okay my my question was, yes. Um, oh yeah. Uh, <clears throat> who, who, who should start when, you know, cause we, we've really seen a couple of players come on and I'm curious what, what you guys think as far as like what the, what our best starting lineup is, or if you want to take that to like closing lineup, whatever. But like, well, what's our best combination of five players? Well, you still got um, go, to go with your best five players. You go Fred, Kyle, uh, Pascal, Abaka, Casal. Okay. Like you, just, you just play your best guys. So you're not of the camp that it's like Abaka and, and Gasol should split the center minutes, like from the well, get go. Yeah, you think, I, mean, like, I think that's, I think that's how you start it. And then you can start to tinker after about who you want to kind of hang on and what switches out you want to do. But I think that's your starting five. I mean, yeah, the, you know, Abaka and, 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 uh, and Gasol definitely did play together. Um, quite a bit in the playoffs like we use that a lot to to kind of like fight off philly's size so um and that's Abaka's kind of, playing well he's moving well like i mean he's you know he doesn't hit everything but he's having a good season so i i kind of think i'm uh, uh, in the camp now where norm to me has come on as as a shooter and and mm. really so confident that I kind of like the idea of, you know, keeping Ibaka coming off the bench, but also bringing Fred off the bench, even if he ends up playing more minutes than Norm. Because I, I, I don't know, there's something about OG in that starting lineup, which is just good defensively, but OG is also maybe a guy who, like, you know, maybe you leave Fred on and, and, and we just are kind of small and it's Kyle, you know, it's Kyle, Fred, Norm, Pascal, and and Gasol. Um, where, where are you at? Well, what's, what's the best like starting lineup or like, you know, five man unit for the squad. I do think, um, I, I, Oh, like when I was talking about guys who are gassed earlier, I think like OG is a prime example. He's a guy like his numbers have dropped off so much since the start of the season. I also think without, um, Siakam defenses can like focus on him more, but he, he, I, he's like a guy, he and, um, Norm really seemed to have some sort of weird psychological thing where Powell plays so much better as a starter. I might he be really wrong. Does. I'm pretty sure no, I have like seen the numbers on this. It's like, the, and there are some guys who like, you know, psychological factors matter. So like 
And I kind of feel the same way about Ibaka on the bench and Fred on the bench and just like ending, like, but Fred ending games on the court. Right. Uh, you know, and him playing like 20, not because I also think Fred is like a, a very good shooter, but he also seems pretty streaky. And like, I, I, I like, I like the idea of having him on at the end of games. Cause he also seems like he excels under that kind of pressure. And I also don't know if I'd want to take OG out of the starting lineup because he, it seemed to like really fuck with his head last year, Leonard coming in and taking most of his minutes. Cause he was just like regressed so bad from his rookie season. And he seemed uh, off for a few reasons. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that it was ever published. What, like what his like personal, yeah. what the personal problems were, but like, it feels like this season, even if his minutes are getting cut down to like 24 or 25, He's also a pretty stabilizing defensive presence, but mm-hmm. like, I think there's some also, guys. There is like weird psychology at play with some of these guys. Whereas I think Ibaka is incredible. It's I hated Ibaka for so long. Like I just like despised him as a player, and like the way he like reinvented both himself and the way he seems to like feel about the team, right. uh, like playing on the team and like his teammates is like now he's like genuinely one of my favorite players in the league. Oh, he's so in, modernized. Dude, and he'll play like 19 minutes and he'll just walk in and get like a block. He, he now is able to both catch and pass the ball, which came pretty late. So he'll get like a block and assist, no turnovers, hit a couple threes, uh, hit a couple free throws along two and grab seven rebounds. And it's mm-hmm. just like, damn, like this is like perfect. This is like an ideal guy to have on your team. And then you can start him and he'll average like, 16, nine, and uh, one and a half blocks. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, and I, I just, just to kind of touch on a couple of points you said there, Will. Um, one, uh, with, with, uh, with OG, I think his, uh, his father passed, and then also uh, his appendix burst. Yeah, and the appendix I didn't know like, about. There's a lot of different stuff to amount to, and it's like his second year and Kawhi, and like, I think it was definitely one of those years where, you know, like most of the development you can kind of write off. And then to your other point of like the psychological thing, like my thing with Norm starting is kind of that I think Fred's a more competent player and he can yeah. kind of like, he can be a floor general a little bit. Whereas Norm, if you're like, okay, make some plays for other people. Like, I don't think he can. And but well, he, that was one thing I wanted to hit with, with Will, you, you were calling or you were saying that Fred was a little streaky. I was like, well, if we're going to call Fred streaky and then we're going to talk about playing Norm, like, <laughs> yeah, that's oh, yeah. A, well, but with yeah. Norm, Norm, you could just, if he's like, if he's like shooting like one for eight from three, you can just take him off. Yeah. Like I do agree. Like the thing with like, it, I think it's good having him start because there are so many other guys that the other team has to key their defense into. Right. That Norm is going to be facing a lot less stiff competition. Whereas like, even if Van Fleet is like shooting like shit, he, yeah, he can like run the game from the point. Yeah. So like, there's always value in having him on the court. Whereas Norm I shoots like he just like hits if he's I imagine it's like if he's not being guarded very fiercely he can just like shoot the fucking lights out. Yeah, he just Oh yeah. He he makes me nervous. He makes me very nervous when he's out there and I want to see what he's like. Uh, obviously he started the season great. I want to see how he comes back from this injury. Yeah. So Fred on the year 
Um, and we're, we're going to move on to Fred and I talk more about him in a sec, but he's shooting um, 37% from three. Uh, Norm is shooting uh, 39% uh, from three for the year. Norm's uh, 14 and a half points and Fred is 18 points a game and seven assists. Um, but before we kind of talk about Fred a little bit more, uh, I just want to like hop on the, the surge point because when you were talking about how surge kind of came in here, you know, as a bit more like he was less multifaceted that, than he is now. It's like, it's weird because I think he's had a lot of that his whole career where people have kind of like, they've been like, you're amazing at this, but there's no way you can do this. And he kind yeah. of just slowly added stuff. And I feel like that's even true of like, he did How Hungry Are You? And now he's like, oh yeah, you think that was good? Now I have four shows and two documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm just going to be all over the place. Like, yeah. the, the, I think I think Serge is, just, just to tie it back to the start of the pop. <laughs> I think it's like his high school coach being like, you'll never be a media mogul. <laughs> I know, right? No, he's the Neil Breen of the Raptors. It's like, like, uh, yeah, it's like sure, the way... Right? It's the same way people talk about Jordan getting cut from his varsity yeah. team in like yeah. ninth grade. It's the same. It's like, oh, you know, they wouldn't let Surge into the uh, AV club in ninth grade, and he's been rubbing it in their face ever since. Yeah, he gets um, in the Hall of Fame, and his whole speech yeah. is about what an asshole the AV uh, teacher yeah. was. I definitely think if like there's anyone that's I don't know if anyone saw the. Uh, um, you don't know Bo, the Bo Jackson 30 for 30, where yep. he basically oh, yeah. is such a total, like, athletic freak and now is, like, shooting crossbows with his feet. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Serge will join him at some point. <laughs> yeah. And Serge will be like, I can do that too, Bo. You know what I mean? And Bo will be like, I'm, like, 40 years older than you. Please leave me alone or whatever. But um, <laughs> 40. <laughs> Uh, no, not 40 years. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about Fred. Um, we already kind of were. Um, and maybe this is an easy answer, but I think maybe not. Um, yeah, do, do you think he's an all-star, Will, this uh, year? No. I, no, I don't think he'll I – think, I think Van Vliet is going to, like, unfortunately end up in the position of either being, like, a bit of a contract albatross for the Raptors or, like, a – fairly significant contract albatross for some other team. Cause like, I think he's like really, he's like clearly like extremely smart mm -hmm. and just plays like insanely hard. But I like, I don't think I honestly don't think he should be starting. Although our defense might get worse without him on the floor because he is like so dogged, but he's also mm -hmm. small. But like, I do think he maxes out as like a tweener in the sense of like, He's almost too good to be coming off the bench, but he's like not, like he's not optimal like a, to be starting. Like he's a Jameer Nelson type. Uh, um, I don't know. I think Jameer Nelson was like worse than him. Uh, uh, I mean, he he was a one-time All-Star though. Was he? Yeah, and uh, yes, yeah, he had some pretty peak years in Orlando. Yeah, he was. Yeah, it was kind of because of the Dwight uh, like attention he brought. But um, he, yeah, I feel yeah, like. It, Fred is like, right there. That's why I kind of posed this question. But sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, but the other thing too is it's like, I, I also like, uh, like I like him a lot. So I'm like quite fond of him. So I might be 
I, so because of that, I might be being too hard on him because I'm like mentally ill and had, had a weird upbringing. So that's how I treat people I care about. But um, it, uh, it, it also, it, it's also, I think I'm also, because like, you know, I, I was like such a big Spurs fan for like the entirety of Tim Duncan's career. He's like my favorite player ever. Right. And like, I also, Tim Duncan and, and Ginobili, honestly, I might have even more fond memories of at this point, but like, I love Ginobili so much. And so I do have a weird bias for like guys who don't start, but are clearly one of the best players on the team. And I don't think Van Vliet is, is, is anywhere near as good as like Ginobili is, but it's like Van Vliet coming off the bench. There are times where, you know, he comes on against other teams, second units. And I think that's, the times when you're like, oh, this guy might be an all-star. Cause he like, there are times where he just like, you know, he's this guy who's like as tall as I am. And he's just like absolutely wrecking the other team. Man, I thought he was the shooting best part and of the his decision mob. making. He oh, was, yeah, he's always been the best like, bench mob guy. Like, even though Pascal was like just beasting and like, you know, everything was clicking. I really think, you know, cause it definitely wasn't DeLon. And I, I think there was something about Fred that, that really made that unit click. Um, and, yeah, yeah I mean, DeLon is bumming me out post Raptors. I was like hoping he'd be better on like Dallas, but like he seems like he just sort of tops out as like very good defensive second or third backup point. Like he's a very good like long defensive one or two guard. Well, let me tell you, when I went to the Laker <laughs> Maverick game, he was terrified of LeBron. Um, so you know. Well, he was around. He was around to get traumatized. He was. Um, so. so yeah, Roger. What like do you, do you for, is that kind of an easy answer for I you? Don't too? Think, like, I don't think he's going to be an all star this year. I think if he had kept up the rate of play that he had about like the first 10, 15 games and not right. got injured, maybe. Yeah, because he had the whole like I'm leading the league in minutes thing going, <clears throat> which is always like you know it's something. yeah. And he was he was playing great. They were rolling. He was looking really good. There was talk about it, but then there's just too many other guards. Okay, like, he would, Fred's never going to get it. Like if Lowry's not getting voted in, then well, Fred's he, not going to get voted in. He, here's where I want to go though. Okay, so let, let me just see if I can like like I'll, I'll, I'll do it to you, Roderick. So let me see if I can bring you through my thought process. You're gonna do it to me, Fred? Of guys who are gonna get like voted in. And then, and then maybe where Fred can get in. So, you know, Irving is back, right? He's voted in. So, you well, know, Ir- oh, yeah, because he, you know, he, he has like obnoxious Kobe level stands. Right. Exactly. So let's say Irving's in. Um, let's say Kemba, oh, you know, uh, Kemba probably Trey is Young in. Actually, was leading the the guard voting, right? Yeah, I guess that kind of changes it. If so, but let's say the the voting voter guys are Irving and Kemba. And and as we know, Butler is considered a forward, so we have to count yeah. him. Uh, there's three more spots, so Lowry ahead of Fred, obviously, and then yeah. and then there's the two big stack guys. There's Trey Young and yep. and Brad Beal, who statistically just are crushing Fred. I don't even think yeah. I don't even think Beal makes it. I would say that like really? someone like Devontae Graham gets it over Beal. Well, and there's there's obviously Ben Simmons as well. Ben Simmons, um, yeah, are they counting him as a point guard? Uh, yeah, he's a PG in, in Yahoo. So, yeah, but, yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess maybe I kind of just answer my own question, but I, I was just thinking that, you know, his stats are better than Ben Simmons. Um, so, you know, if Philly kind of drops off in the next month with Embiid being injured and it's kind of like, you know, I don't, Lowry I don't, gets think, in. I don't think Simmons makes the all-star game either. 
Uh, he's going to have a tough time unless his stats really blow up or Philly goes on a run. Um, but yeah, I think Young and Beal are both kind of interesting to watch this year because, like, is Young really going to? His stats are insane. I'm looking at it right now. He's 20, 28.9, you know, 4.5 rebounds a game, 8.4 assists. But his yeah. team, his team is like tragically bad like <laughs> his team is garbage but like he unlike someone like bradley beal or something like that like there's 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 diehard washington fans who don't like bradley beal for some reason but oh, like yeah because you're Trae a Young's, diehard washington fan so. i love i love uh, gotta root for the wizards yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's sad times yeah. although they're a little fun they're kind of fun to watch their offense is kind of fun to watch they can score they, they cannot play defense for the life of them but um no, but like, but like Trey Young just feels like one of those guys in the NBA that it doesn't matter who you root for. Like everyone likes Trey Young. Like people are just like they like to watch him play. They, he seems mm-hmm. like an all right guy. People just like Trey Young. Fair enough. Um, you hear that, Fred? If you're listening to this pod, people just like Trey Young. You it's don't true. get to be an all star this year. Um, I mean, that is probably true, and uh, he's definitely a star in the making, so it wouldn't be – I mean, it, The NBA walks on the All-Star game. He'd be, uh, he'd be up there, though, like as far as like the worst team ever that gets an All-Star. Yeah, but here's, here's the thing, too, with Trey Young is like I've been voting for uh, – uh, I'm not somebody who just votes all, all my team's guys for All-Star <laughs> game because like I was saying, I was like, no, you have to earn it because yeah. – uh, Love is conditional, but like, um, <laughs> it, uh, I, I, I have, I have turned around on Trey Young because like Trey Young is like a lunatic on the court. He like turns the ball over so much yep. and takes insane shots, but also is like clearly like he is really good. And if he had been drafted in a year with just about any player other than Luca, he clearly would be the best player from his draft class, at least yeah. so far. And like, the all-star game is supposed to be fun and like Beal is incredible and is the only guy on the wizards who like can play defense right now. And I do think is like a bit of an underrated guard because he always had to deal with uh, sort of walls nonsense. But yeah, like no, Beal's amazing. Trey Young, Trey Young I've come around on in the all-star game. Cause I think it would be more fun uh, to have like a like 22 year old psycho on the court, just like jacking up <laughs> insanely long threes. And then like, I mean, imagine that dude, Playing on a team with guys he never plays with, will he ever pass it to one of his teammates? Like, he will just be passing the ball to whomever on the court because I'm positive he will not remember who's on his team. That is a very funny idea to explore, like like uh, a guy who's just passing to the first person he sees uh, yeah. on the court no matter what. Um, yeah, he's like, I'm going to alley-oop it to a guy on the Western team. <laughs> he's just pure chaos um, do you guys remember in like the late 90s early 2000s when there were no good point guards and every all-star game was awful because all of the guards were shooting guards is that like rip hamilton era yeah or like it was like alan iverson would be the one point guard yeah because like, who who else was there like mark jackson billups like then those the, it was like Chauncey, I think, made maybe one all-star team, but like Alvin Williams Mark, made Jackson, Mark team. Jackson was too old. It was like just like a grim time for I mean, it was a grim time for the league. But I remember watching those all-star games and being like, damn, this sucks. It is just like five guys 
And when they get the ball, they just like are just going to look for their own shot because there's like no playmaking out there. Oh, yeah. It would be like Shaq. Like Shaq would be playing like point center because Shaq actually had pretty good hands. The the skill set now is so much greater than it was. Like, I, I just, you know, it's so hilarious when people are like, basketball used to be better. And it's like when people couldn't dribble with both hands, yeah. like that basketball, like when no one had when, a left hand. It's like, I'm, I miss the, the days worst when players Anthony could dribble. Yeah. It was like, like, I miss the days when Anthony Mason would play defense by hitting Michael Jordan with his car before the game. oh my god um yeah yeah that that is what what it was like basically like Um, back then it's like they're they're obviously like uh like like bad like racial implications (laughs) to like the term thug but i do think all of the 90s nba absolutely played like the broad street bullies it was like an entire league of the 70s philadelphia flyers just like oh, absolute goons on the court. And they had, guys, they had yeah. guys, they had like enforcers and like, think back to the era of the big white stiff where every team had like a Travis Knight who existed to foul Shaq six times. Like you had to have a roster spot for just like a big dude who would not get hurt in the process of fouling Shaquille O'Neal. Like that was <laughs> such a grim time for the league and it does bum me out that that was the era of a lot of Shaq's career because like Shaq is, it sounds insane, but like Shaq is underappreciated for just how like insanely talented he was just like yeah. an incredible all around basketball player. Other no, than, like, but shooting obviously Shaq had to go up against guys like Bill Wennington. So yeah. Well, like, but it also was like, I mean, Shaq, it's like when he was like in his twenties and like could keep weight off really easily. It was like the, those games, like, that like for that Lakers run, I remember watching those games and being like, "This sucks. I hate the Lakers." Yeah, like and the there Warriors. was no way anyone can beat the Lakers. Like yeah. they're just too like Shaq is. You pass him the ball and he will score. He will score yeah. every single time. Which is what's so fun about the league now. It's like there is no Warriors right now. There is no Lakers. You know, there is no team that it's like that. Like you know, it's kind of just like a foregone conclusion. Like when when people talk about. You know, like when people are upset about like how easily Harden can score, I like I usually like point to Shaq, and it's like, how crazy good do you have to be? Where yeah, where your opponents or fans are like, it's annoying. They're cheating. It's like, I'm 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 in this Zach Low camp where it's like, stop them. Yeah, like it's yeah, your yeah. job. Like if, stop them. If it were if it were easy to play like James Harden, who is one of the strongest players in NBA history, and able to just like stop and pivot and change directions on a dime everyone would play like like everyone would play like james harden if it were easy but the fact that he's the only guy who plays like that kind of makes it seem like he's the only player with like the unique both like like basketball iq and also physical gifts to be able to play that way because that dude absorbs punishment all game and he just shakes it off because he is just an absolute sack of bricks out on the court He's the Carl Malone of our era. Yeah, except not like the horrible piece of shit. Yeah, he doesn't carry around a gun. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't um, like he doesn't like refuse to acknowledge paternity of his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carl, right? Um, mailman, mailman. Okay, let's uh, let's let's move on to some NBA stuff. They called him. They called him the mailman because he'd show up yeah. once during your life and then disappear forever. <laughs> 
Wait, I I feel like I've seen you know mailman like you know they're kind of like a neighborhood yeah, figure. Yeah, like, I've, I've had the same mailman like every single day since I moved into new my new apartment. <laughs> so like, listen, I tried. Okay, I'm sorry for putting myself out there and making right. an attempt at something. Will, Will, we're not going to reject you. Yeah, right. That's what people who reject you say. <laughs> yeah, and trust me, like Matt is probably muted himself right now because Matt's like probably like swearing at Will. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Matt, a longtime uh, postal employee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt is like he's a yeah he's a old time. He still he always says that like you know he likes to ride the Via Rail because like that's the old the old way. Out. You know what? I, I messed up a joke. I just way like it, yeah. worse wow. than Will did. So. It's expensive. Wow. I love it. Because I, I started to get confused with who. Okay, whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, I just got I started confused. to get confused. I brought up trains, and all I could think about was how much I love trains. And- no, honestly, it's not that far off. Well, uh, I brought up trains, and I'm like, wow, they do a lot of things. Uh, and then basically, like uh, a tumbleweed blew by in my brain. Yeah, yeah. You um, were like, you know, I hate that. Uh, I hate the politics of Atlas Shrugged, but I just can't get enough of that train talk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like I like I like vast networks. What can I say? Um, what position okay. would John Galt play? I think he's a three. <laughs> I, I think, think John I think John Galt is the guy who uh, throws a beer at Ron Artest and starts the uh, <laughs> yes, the, malice the, 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 brawl, the malice in the palace. That's who I think John Galt is. <laughs> oh man, John, John Galt is a guy in Utah who screams the N word at Russell Westbrook yes, and then yes. goes on like Fox News and is like. I was just being polite in my criticisms, yeah. and I've been banned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah John Galt definitely wears like a Rorschach mask. Oh um, yes, yeah. um, for sure. Right? You know what I mean? He's like he's creating Rorschach masks and selling them out of his truck. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's talk some NBA, and then we'll do some quickish questions. Sound good, guys? I love it. Yeah, your famous quickish questions. Oh yeah. So so, so I know you're excited. Well, okay, yes. Matty. Maddie, give me that NBA sting. This is Adam Silver. <laughs> Classic Adam. All right, let's get everybody's energy up. When I say I wanna... Bobby, you say Webster, Bobby. Webster. 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 <laughs> I mean, this- I want to give Matt real uh, credit for his restraint in not playing the David Stern fart noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Matt. Uh, thanks for the inspiration. Yeah, yeah I gotta definitely. I do it's have very to make respectful. A- <laughs> yeah, thanks for yeah. no morbid jokes. Matt. Appreciate that. Yeah. David Stern, rest in peace. These are all great ideas. These are all great. Roger made a joke about Matt's restraint, and Will's like, check it out. I don't have any. <laughs> um, we're having fun. Uh, Your first pick in the NBA draft <laughs> is, oh is death. Oh <laughs> I'm going to use that siren um, sound. I like it. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Okay, Will. Well, you know what? We'll do. We'll do it like this. Uh, Roger, you're gonna do the. It's Adam. It's Adam Silver going. uh, uh, David Stern was a mentor to me, and then it's uh, uh, just a drop of like "Hasta la vista, baby." (laughs) 
<sighs> oh my god, I feel like I'm freaking like John Stewart here, and like you're Norm Macdonald making fun of the Croc Hunter. It's like the day after he died. Oh yeah, and John Stewart's like, please stop. <laughs> um, I uh, I'm not at all like John Stewart though. So yeah, you have actual <laughs> yeah. politics. Oh, yeah, you just got like knocked a, out, Johnny. You have a comprehensible set of political beliefs beyond like, can't everyone just be polite like in the old days? <laughs> hey, what about those firefighters in New York? Okay? Yeah, absolutely, first responders. Okay, um, well, that was good. That was good. How dare you? How absolutely dare you? I was joking, but actually, it actually was really good. Wow, um, wow. <laughs> Sounds like somebody forgot to never forget. Um, I can't and I won't. Um, <laughs> Will give me, give me your team. Who's gonna win second in the East? And Roger, you're on, you're on deck. It's uh, you're okay. you're gonna tell me who's second in the East. Okay. Who's gonna win second in the East? Yeah. Who, sorry, no, for you though, Will. Who's gonna finish second in the West right now? I can give you a oh, standings oh, breakdown if you want one. Um. Oh boy. You know, I because I, I I feel like in the East. It, it feels like a lock with the Bucks, but like out west, man. Um, uh, yeah, give me the uh, give me the top four teams in the West, like in the so order. It's uh, Lakers number yeah. one. Uh, I'm just still pulling it up, but Den- I know Denver's I know that number two. Denver number two. I think uh, the Clippers are third, and no, Utah's fourth. It's Jazz third, Rockets fourth, oh, Clippers wow. fifth, and Dallas sixth. And I should say that the Clippers, Rockets, Jazz, and Denver are all in a virtual tie. Yeah. Um, you know, um, for uh, – um, I, I think for – you know what? For second, I think it's going to stay there. I think Denver is going to stay in second. I think they're going to get knocked out in the second round. I think the Lakers are going to have the uh, – the best record like the whole season out west and then i think they're going to get fucking creamed in the uh conference finals by the either the conference finals or the semifinals by the clippers i think the clippers are going i think the clippers are going to make the finals because like like what do paul george and uh, uh Kawhi leonard love to do it's like step up their game in the playoffs i don't know if playoff peas had a he hasn't done too much since those pacer no. days yeah but like I, that it's not fun playing with Russell Westbrook. I don't think, and no. it's like, and like I remember, I remember that awful Pacers team playing the Raptors that we barely beat, and how Paul yeah. George just like ate our lunch. He was the best player game. in the series, big time. Yeah, yeah. And like I, re- I think he's gonna like come. I think it's gonna be a little bit like, you know, it's just gonna be one of those things where like the playoffs show up and they're gonna Doc is gonna tighten it down to like seven guys and then it's just gonna be like oh shit what do you do against these two guys on the court just like smothering everyone i mean their perimeter defense in the playoffs is going to be absolutely disgusting like yeah I, th- this is kind of why I'm, I'm, I'm bringing up like you know that fight for second you know yeah you might get a hard you know okc team in the west uh which is which is just like clicking right now but i think no one knows what's going to happen with okc no one knows if they're going to like continue to win as they tear down or what but yeah, i think I, yeah the first place in the west is your only guaranteed spot of playing a team that looks like they're going to be under 500 yeah absolute dog shit yeah i really think i think um <laughs> I, I really think the nuggets will keep second because 
the Nuggets are the most very good team in the league. Yeah, so I I have the Nuggets and like Jokic. Jokic is like it, uh, I even checked like recently, but like Jokic has really been coming on strong <laughs> yes. over the last like month. I yeah, think I was I'll, listening to uh, the No Dunks podcast, the, mm-hmm. the old uh, <clears throat> old starters guys. Yep, and they were saying that if you look at Jokic's stats just for November. Uh, in his whole career, he's just a pile of shit every November, <laughs> and then the rest, and then the rest of the year, he's great. And it's just like, what is wrong with you in November? Honestly, I every- genuinely think he spends the off season sitting in McDonald's drinking a small coffee. <laughs> I thought you were going to say just drinking milkshakes. No, I because like I, you know, I think he's just a guy who's like inclined to be like pretty doughy. But I think he's one of those guys in the same way, like. Um, uh, Oka, uh, Emeka Okafor got worse when he put on muscle. I think Jokic is one of those guys who would be worse if he lost weight. But right. I do think he's a guy who it just it doesn't seem like he has like much of an inner life. Like it seems like he's very good at basketball and is probably like a nice, pleasant like guy. But like I don't. What does that guy get up to? He seems like the kind of guy who's like I'm going to get a coffee and goes to McDonald's and sits there and drinks a small coffee for four hours. Oh, he has many a vineyard, and he like has a very large donkey and like has a nice kind of like. He has a ca- very large donkey. Yeah, that he rides and he like patrols his vineyards. Oh yeah, he's a <laughs> like yeah, he's a classic like he's a rancher through and through. Yeah, yeah, classic um, like rancher, but like not my source of income ranch, like That's fun right. time ranch, hobby ranch. Um, well, also it takes a lot of time to shoot all the before segments for a NyQuil commercial. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. He is pounding NyQuil uh, before <laughs> every game. That's his secret. Um, so, so Roger, do you, do you agree? I actually have the Lakers. Yeah, Denver, I think I they're going to dip for sure. I, I, I think the I think Denver's going to finish first. I actually have the Rockets finishing first, which I want to hold on to, but really? I think that, yeah, um, and I, I think that the Lakers are just one small ankle injury away from a little bit of a losing streak that kind of brings them back to the pack. But yeah, I do, gonna, though think, I do also think the, I, I do also think the Lakers are worried about I do think they're this is like a season where the Lakers are probably going to recognize that like our best path through because LeBron is pretty smart about the path his yeah. teams tend to like go for in the playoffs. And I think this is a year where they'll recognize like first seed is going to have a way easier time than second. Right. That's a good point. Cause like no matter what in that second round, you're going to be playing like you're going to have the same experience in the second round, no matter where you are. But that first round, man, you're going to get to like walk all over whoever you want and then just have like a long time off as everybody else probably goes like seven games. Yeah. The first round could like legitimately be Memphis. Yeah. Um, yeah. who's in eighth now? So, Roger, what about uh? So you you're, you're kind of with the with the Nuggets. Yeah, I was with the De- I was East? with the Denver prediction. So I think the East it's far more cut and dried. It's pretty locked. I'd say that Boston's going to take that. Um, they're just very where, where good. Where are we at now? Um, and yeah, so Boston's fully healthy. They, the 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 Boston and the Heat are both have like a pretty close to a seventy percent win percentage and the Raptors are at 64 and then you got the Sixers 62% win percentage and uh, Pacers 61 win percentage so I mean I I predicted the Raptors and then I was like I don't know and now I think I'm back to the Raptors I just think they have such an easy schedule 
it's not impossible. I just see Boston playing really well. They seem to really like playing together. They all seem like they're getting along. And, you know, when you have Jalen Brown definitely playing above his head, like, right. Like, and he's sort of regressing a bit, but they're going to be fine because Jason Tatum's actually playing the way that we were hoping he was going to yeah. in his second year. And also if you're, if you're Danny Ainge, like I, I can't think of a team that, you know, what, like, kind of like held onto their assets in a worse way than Boston. Like yeah. they just, they let Butler go. They let Kawhi yeah. go. They let Davis go. It's just kind of like they let their assets prevent them from making like deals. Yeah, and it's it seems like, like he overvalued the assets. Yeah. And it seems like this year, you know, I think well, if, I if think Kyrie, Kyrie was his big play, right? Right, yeah. I, but but I mean, like, like this year, if you're looking, if you're the Celtics and you're in second and you're looking at the Bucks, like you're not insane. You don't think you can beat the Bucks? Like they destroyed you last year, and you're worse. Yeah. Like I, maybe Hayward's a bit better, but you don't have Horford, and it's like if you think Tice is gonna stop <laughs> Giannis, you're you're like out of your mind. So. You know, yeah, if you're Boston, it's like, is it time to trade a smart or, or a guy where, you know, you can get a big that's going to help you make a difference? Or yeah, do you think they fill just, that fill that void that Horford left? I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I think if you're the Heat, you're kind of like the Raptors where you're, you're simultaneously winning and developing so many players that yep. it's, a, it's kind of about keeping your old guys, Butler and Dragic, healthy. Or for us, you know, Lowry, Gasol, and, and Ibaka. Uh, and then keeping your young guys like developing and peaking at the right time. Um, uh, they, uh, the, the heat also like uh, we, Boston to me is like a team that I could see dropping off, like doing like you said, like coming in second and then just dropping off hard in the playoffs because they seem like the way the Raptors used to seem yeah. where they were great in the regular season, but then the playoffs would roll around, and it's like, oh, that—that's the best they could play. Like, and now Kem- these other teams Kemba doesn't shortening- scare me in the playoffs. Yeah, like yeah, I like these Kemba, teams but- are short. They're shortening their rotations, and they're giving guys way more minutes. And like, they're just playing like, like, dude, the the, the playoffs are going to be miserable this year because like, both Philly and the Heat are so talented, and they play so fucking rough, man. Like, they are yeah. just like, they are awful to play against they love like cheap shots and just like playing hard and like really getting in guys faces and like bumping them around and it's just like mm-hmm. it, it, it just seems absolutely miserable and the celtics just like don't the celtics don't seem tough at all i i keep saying you this. tell that to wanamaker <laughs> I, I i keep saying this is the year where basically the story I think is going to be that the the team that was the healthiest won the championship. Like I just don't think that there's another team like the Warriors where you can lose your you know one of your MVP caliber players and still be the like yeah. contender. Like any team if they lose one of their MVP guys or their top star yeah. doesn't have like three other stars who are like we got it. Like I yeah, think it's if, like a, it, yeah. it's like. When um uh, when like the LeBron's first go with Cleveland, when they were like first, it it like LeBron's first go with Cleveland, where like Cleveland was first in the conference every year and then could not right. make the finals, and it was the type of thing where it was like, yeah, the best guy is on a team that's like pretty good, but like he just runs up against somebody else where that's like not quite enough, and then yeah, it ends up being like, you know, the Lakers are the super team. 
because they have Bryant, uh, Gasol, and Odom. Which, in retrospect, like that, that is a bit of a super team. And like, Bynum, Bynum at that time was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, um, like yeah, that for a one short year period. Where, that one year where Bynum was a monster, it's like you'd look at that team and be like, "Oh fuck!" Like, what do you like? Gasol is like really good. Pau Gasol is like a really, really great basketball player, and Odom was also like that five or six year period where he was like really good. I think that three is like Kobe uh, was starting to drop off, but like that three, I don't put that far behind uh, LeBron and Wade and Bosh in terms of both makeup. And like what they can do on the court. Totally. Um, okay. Sorry. I just. I just. I. I did the train thing again, where I started thinking about a train. I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? No, but uh, I'm excited for this next question. You're the only like, guy I know who has a literal train of thought. That's his, yeah. This is I, I very much do. Roger, I'm gonna keep that. Uh, I'm gonna write that down. What you just said. I'm gonna show that to people when when I can tell that they think I look confused. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Maybe I guess should be like a memento guy and just like tattoo different <laughs> thoughts. Like, you know what I mean? Like different kind of like positive reaffirming, like yeah, yeah. just on my palm, like keep going, you know, stuff like that. Ask yeah. about the weather. Yeah. <laughs> Ask about, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if uh, uh, you know, have a look, see if you're in an elevator, you know what I mean? Um, okay. Uh, I want us to, uh, you know, we, we, we can each have a top three or we can just kind of like rifle through like maybe a top 10 weirdest guys in the NBA. So Roger, I'm going to nominate you to go first. Just weirdest. weirdest and let's, let's, let's do players. Um, deep, deep weird or cause like watching Dwight Howard this year with like the purple hair and the really going like, I'm super, I'm Joe super team. Like <laughs> I'm the most friendly uh, play along guy. Dwight Howard's a wonderful like, pick. He's just, he just, he's bizarre. He's such a strange guy. I never know what's going to happen. Uh, and I love that he's actually playing well. It's, it's great. He's, he, yeah, he seems like a bona fide weirdo. He for sure goes to the Joker by himself um, <laughs> with that hair. And he, yeah, like, he's, yeah. For, for Halloween, he has gone as both. Heath Ledger and yeah. Jer- or all three of like Heath Ledger, Jared Leto, and Joaquin Phoenix Jokers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, he does he does like two of the Jokers, but he splits them down the middle. He goes like I'm two face <laughs> and the Jokers. <laughs> Will, who's a, who's another weird guy? Um, uh, God, I uh, I forgot to think about this one. Um, I think um, I, uh-huh. I, oh, you I know got, what? I got I'm some go loaded with- if you're if you. Sorry. Uh, go I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Kevin Love only because like hmm. he is like the one of the like people say that Marcus Solid can be like a real prickly guy as well, but I think like Kevin Love right now is like the number one like prickly personality because he famously hmm. like didn't get along with his teammates when LeBron was there because he's yeah. he's just like. I, I think he either has like a dry sense of humor right. or like that was like the fit like, in, fit out thing. Yeah. And it was like it's also like, you know, he has like clinical depression and is also no guy in the league is as miserable as he is. That shit of him throwing that insanely hard chest pass, oh, like walking over. 
yelling at uh, was it Whitehead, and then just like hurling a chest pass at a guy. Oh no! I see that Sexton. He was like he was like going over to yeah, Sexton, Sexton. like yeah. give me the ball. It goes over and, there. And just like what, like w- w- watching that, I'm like that. That's like maybe it's not necessarily weird, but like that's a dude at the absolute end of his rope, and yeah. I absolutely know that he spends all of his time in the locker room sitting alone like muttering to himself like a mass <laughs> shooter yes um okay and my... also ben, ben simmons would be my other pick because what the hell are you thinking developing the skill set you developed anyway sorry go ahead freddie like you have to be a weird guy to be like threes not for me he is a weird guy there's a documentary that either showtime or hbo made about him and he really yeah, he doesn't come off great. Yeah, and I mean, also, like, I understand they're going through a lot, and some of us might have some uh, personal connections uh, to the place, but, like, <laughs> Australians are weird. They are a weird people. I love them, and yes, they are They are as advertised. Yeah. Why are you, are you, are you submitting Baines? No, no, that, I'm, because okay. uh, Simmons is Australian, right? Yeah. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, sorry. He, yeah, yeah, I think so is Kyrie. So is Kyrie is also on the all-time weirdos list. He's got to be on the weirdo list, oh, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I I I don't know if this is like cheating because he's not currently playing, but I I, I was going to suggest uh, because of the news this week, Kendrick Perkins. Uh, <laughs> I think he's he's definitely like I remember when he played. It was like it was odd. It was kind of like. You know, he, he, like in the same way that, like, you know, there's people who don't like Gasol and they're like, oh, you know, he doesn't have the counting stats. Like, Perkins was like that, but, like, he also didn't really have, like, the advanced stats. And <laughs> he just has, like, a constant furrowed oh, he's brow. Just, he's just a huge guy that would clog the lane. It, totally. And I think even, uh, and now this, like, the way he's going for KD's jugular, it just seems like, and I know KD's firing back or whatever, but, like, Kendrick Perkins, and like, like there was that time where he like almost got in a fight with, uh, fight with Drake. Like Kendrick just seems to be one of those guys who are like, what's your, what's going on, buddy? Um, <laughs> yeah, my other guys are James Harden, who I think just operates in his own world. Um, and, uh, and, and also I got to throw a bone to Serge Ibaka, who I think has got to be one of the yeah. weird, weirdest guys yeah. in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah, the, uh, James Harden is also like, uh, uh, this is not like a value judgment thing or like a like a homophobic thing or anything, but like he also is like a lot of his mannerisms are like I find to be sort of uniquely feminine in hmm. the league. Like he likes to do a lot of like sassy eye rolls and stuff. That's true. Like that that gif that of him true. like rolling his eyes and like kind of like like swirling sideways out of the frame of the camera. Like no one else in the NBA interacts with people like that. And it's uh, like one of the other reasons I cannot help, but have a like soft spot for James. Harden totally. Because he oh, has weird charming. interactions with people. Yeah. 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 I do think his game is like hurting the NBA in terms of like how you like, He's almost like a bit of the equivalent of the neutral zone trap where it's like, I understand this is an effective way to win, but like, holy shit, can it be miserable to watch sometimes? When two teams are bad and they play like the Rockets, that is one of the worst nights of your life watching that game. I mean, that's that's the continuum of like rules and sports. It's like really, really good players kind of like push the boundaries of like what the sport is from the carry to the travel to the Euro step to the gather. Like, I think it's like we're kind of just like witnessing a moment of that 
That's was it what, uh, Wilt yeah. or um, uh, Bill Russell who like necessitated uh, goaltending becoming a rule? That was Wilt. Also, I believe um, you couldn't jump when you shoot free throws. Was Wilt? Because you just that was a weird one. I think they were just trying to find ways to make him like less effective. Yeah, he was um, like dunking off free throws, right? Oh yeah, sorry. That's why that actually makes a lot more sense. And yeah, he was dunking. I could be that's wrong insane. about that. No, I'm not positive, but yeah, but, he was like like dunking from the free throw, or he was line, doing or like jumping yeah. and yeah. Um, okay, oh, okay. Rob, so here's a wait. Sorry, Andrew. Here's a here's a question. Is so is um uh uh what's his face uh adams on uh okc steven adams is steven adams is he aquaman weird is he weird or is he extremely normal in the sense that he is like a classic anime guy i can answer that too he's he's australian as well right i Uh, think he's from from new zealand he's a kiwi yeah kiwi so he's like he's got those australian things just minus some of the edge yeah, and he is like he like talked like when he was talking about like he just like talks weirdly like when he was like oh everybody was really concerned about me getting hit in my nuts and uh, people were worried about <laughs> oh my yeah nuts. that was weird I remember oh, that. Yeah, oh we're missing the weirdest guy in the league by far is hey, Robin Roger. Lopez okay though yeah the Rob the Lopez brothers oh. are both weird but Robin, but Robin is weirder. He's a grown man obsessed with Disney. People that yes. are into Disney in their in as older people are very troubled people. I'm sorry. I'm so okay. This, you two are the perfect people for this conversation because you've made me remember the obvious weirdest person in the NBA, Spencer Dinwiddie, who's building <laughs> a Iron Man suit for himself. <laughs> like it's, I'm not even kidding. Google it. If you're at home, Google it. It's like over. It's like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like he's having to like. Like he's like he can't even pay it all up front right now. Like well, he's like he tried work. to make like a blockchain out of his career or something, right? <laughs> like how did that work? Where it was gonna be like Dinwiddie dollars? Yeah, that that one's actually like um, it's pretty cool. It's kind yeah, of like a like, weird, interesting thing because like he like the, the guy who's was afraid he's of like it. fighting with the league, right? Yes, Over, like, yes. Yeah, he was trying to like leverage his contract or something. Yeah, this yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's he's up to stuff. Um, um, yeah, the Lopez brothers though. It is like because they both have like androgynous. Like, if you were like, "Hey, I know these two people named Brooke and Robin Lopez," and you like listed their interests, you'd <laughs> you'd be like, "These this could be like brothers or a brother and sister or like a like t- like two twenty year old like queer women who just got married at Disneyland." Like, who who are these people? And then you'd be like, "They're both two Huge guys in the NBA, just like two enormous brothers. And they write they write a comic book together. One writes, the other draws. Yeah. Oh my one, god. Yeah. One can play defense, the other can't. It's strange. one of them insists on harassing every mascot he comes across. <laughs> <laughs> they are like if you could like combine their powers somehow, it, they'd be like one of the greatest big men in NBA history. Yeah, but they are forever split in half. Um, okay, yeah, let's. I'll uh, treasure. I'll treasure my time with them in the league, one hundred percent. Let's. Uh, I had one more question, but I think I think we got to move to quickish questions yeah. because let's uh, do it. We're we're running a little long, but it's it's been a little wonderful, so that's that's fine. Um, it's been a little wonderful. Is that is that the like scariest Kevin O'Leary thing I've ever said in my life, or what? <laughs> um, okay, Maddie, would you give me that quickish question sting? Quickish question. 
Yes, David Stern. <laughs> yeah, I oh, was just God. thinking like, I've, I've got a quickest question for you. Is David Stern dead? Yes, it is, it is, yes, 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 yes. I do think that this is our last podcast. <laughs> Maybe um, this might be it. We're, we're trying to get into the NBA. Um, you know, it's taken a bit. I'll say that, but, um, yeah, this is, we this didn't is, kill the guy. What's your problem? We're just having yeah, a little it's fun. All, <laughs> it's all out of respect. We're just having a little fun dancing on a man's grave. Okay. Well, if we were popular enough and the algorithms picked us up, I, I'm sure I would get a NBA official knocking on my door. Um, and I would send him straight to Hollywood. That's where Will Weldon is. Go get him. Uh, where uh, all the stars are celebrating Oscar Nom Monday. You better believe it. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's do some quickest questions. You guys know how it works. I'm amazing at reading questions. There will be no confusion at any point. Um, you got to answer as quick as you can. No phone a friend. Uh. Yeah, Matt loves it when I say that. Hey, okay, cool, Matt, um, cool, cool, relevant reference, man. Yeah, no, you guys, if you listen to this pod, you know yeah. Regis Philman. And like, if, you, uh, if, you, uh, if you don't answer on the time, I'm sorry, you are the weakest link. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God, the weakest link. That, that, that takes me back. The weakest link in Atari came out at the same time, I think. What? Um, yeah, hey, good, okay. good one. Another classic Freddy. <laughs> I am on fire. Uh, uh, thank you very Freddy much. Revis crushing it. Cr- 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 crushing it. <laughs> hey, David like- Stern dead. <laughs> okay, well, honestly, just start the music, Matt. I'm starting with Roger. Oh my God. Roger, you ready? Yeah, bud. Okay, it's come from Jonathan. Cast the remake of Fear using only people from the NBA community. Oh my okay. god. Mark Wahlberg is Russell Westbrook. Because I because I could just picture Russell Westbrook just banging his chest with his fist. <laughs> yep. Um and then the Reese Witherspoon would be Kelly Oubre Jr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um Will. Oh, you know uh, uh, you know who should play the Reese uh, Witherspoon part is uh empty stats. Because oh. I do believe Russell Westbrook would cut off a dog's head to get an empty triple double. <laughs> oh my God! Cut off a dog's head. He cuts off a dog's head in that movie. But I'm picturing that now. That's horrible. Yeah, he um, pushes it through the doggy door. I am picturing Russell Westbrook fingering Kelly Oubre Jr. on a roller coaster. Oh my God! Oh man, I don't think we should talk about fear anymore. Um, <laughs> You have to watch it. Okay, it's, uh, uh, not a great reference to the show. Will, uh, ju- this from Jonathan as well. He says, "All-star picks?" Question mark. You know, that's too much. So why don't you just tell me something that's going to happen? Make a prediction uh, at about All-Star Weekend. Um, uh, I think Trey Young is going to get put in the skills competition, and he will be the first player ever to not finish the skills competition. <laughs> That's Has that amazing. happened? Has that happened? Do can do you, I don't remember. I don't think you can run out of time. But yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I'm insulting Trey Young is my answer. Good. I like it. Uh, Matt, um, William Liu joked recently that for the all-star skills competi- competition, they should have really unsuitable competitors for these events. Example, Ben Simmons in the three-point shooting contest would basically run from one ball rack to the next without doing anything. Who else would you put in a lack of skills competition like this? Um, 
Well, I would definitely want to put uh, someone like... Okay, so yeah, Ben Simmons doing the three-pointer. Who would be a really bad dunker? Like maybe... I mean, I love the guy, but let's let's throw Kyle in there for the for the dunk competition. <laughs> yeah, throw Kyle and Gasol yeah. in there. Yeah. Oh, Gasol would be great too. Yeah, it looks like it it takes a like a, a year off his life every time he dunks. <laughs> okay, Roger. It's coming Dope. from Tristan. You're coaching this celebrity game. Which celebs make your starting five? My starting five got to go. Win Butler, MVP. Uh, you go Justin Bieber. Uh, Sarah Silverman, she always likes to point out that she plays basketball with Gary Shandling when he was alive. So <laughs> she, she can she can just regale us with Gary Shandling stories. Uh, Adam Sandler loves ball, and uh, he's hot on the uncut gems uh, train. And then I need one more player. Yep. Oh, celebrity Will Weldon. Whoa. Will Weldon. Okay, Will. Oh, hell yeah. Follow up question yeah. by Jonathan. If you're a celebrity playing in this game, what do you do to prevent Win Butler of the Arcade Fire from winning the MVP? Um. Oh God. Uh. 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 Um. You play hard-nosed defense on him. <laughs> I don't know. You I like grab his. Uh, you grab his long hair and like uh, to pre- every time he goes up for a layup. I don't know. You, you got to play dirty. You got to like. You got to spread a rumor that there's been a disaster in Haiti. And then he'll get very distracted. Yeah, that's and, like I'm not I'm not familiar enough with Win Butler to be able to like adequ- adequately come up with a response to this one. I I think I'm familiar enough familiar enough to say that probably something along the lines of saying like I love the killers would like <laughs> would really throw him off. Um, or if you like kind of kept talking about like, like quoting Bruno Mars tracks. Um, <laughs> Okay, uh, Matt. This has come from Matt. Now, very, very similar to your first question, so listen closely. Oh, boy. Lou Williams, not William Lou, joked recently that for the All-Star Skills Competition, they should have really unsuitable competitors for these events. Example, (laughs) Ben Simmons in the three-point contest would basically run from one ball rack to the next without doing anything. He then faded to his right from the mid-range and clanked a shot off the back rim. Who else would you put in a lack of skills competition like that? <laughs> is this the same? It's the same question. question. Is this, this it's is the different? Same question, except this time it's from it's from Lou Williams, not William Lou. <laughs> oh my god! And it's while he's taking a shot, so you know, let that affect your answer. Oh god, I hate this. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd say that I'd like to put. You know what? I want to bring back. My boy Chuck Hayes for a three-point competition. I love it. Okay, two more questions here. Roger, the Warriors are on pace to go 18-64 and this season. Seriously, has anybody checked on Ennis? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I haven't. Yeah, so there you have it, Jonathan. Roger has not checked checked on Ennis. Isn't he supposed to be at Wills right now? I we don't know we don't know where Ennis is, um, maybe yeah like I don't know maybe went to Santa Monica. Uh, I know some neighborhoods in LA now, so I'm gonna try and quote them periodically. Yeah, I feel like uh, like Ennis every every day. I feel like I am seeing him constantly post 
a new post on Facebook that he needs to sublet his apartment for <laughs> a like different period of time. If you need an apartment, get a hold of Ennis, especially yeah. if you're an injured warrior. Um, okay, last question, Will. Uh, it's coming from Matt. Toronto celebrity all-star picks. Fuck. So who's who's the Toronto celebrity all-star team? Oh boy. Um, okay, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go positionless. Uh, I'm gonna start with uh, Cardinal Official. Oh yeah, uh, wonderful. Yeah, I'm going uh, real. And then um, and then just because I feel like tension really help can like help teams. You don't want everybody to be too good of friends. I'm also going to put chaos on there because they oh, famously no. had a beef like, like 17 that. years ago. I thought you were going to say Doug Ford, but okay. <laughs> no. Um, uh, uh, oh God. Who was, um, who was the, uh, the mayor of, uh, Toronto, uh, before Rob Ford? What was his name? David Miller. Uh, mayor Miller. Yeah. Mayor uh, Miller. We'll go, we'll, we'll throw, um, Mayor Miller on there as like <laughs> okay. a, uh, as like a stabilizing presence that everyone can slowly grow to hate over a period of years. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, oh God. Uh, we'll go. Um, uh, we'll throw uh, uh, Michael Sarah on there, even though I think he's from like Brampton. Um, <laughs> yep. uh, we'll, we'll put we'll put him on there because um, uh, you know I don't know. He was Scott Pilgrim. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We'll go. Uh, yeah, Michael Sarah as Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, uh, for the last one, we'll um, we'll go with as opposed to like um, you know there have been like the uh, the twin towers and uh, lots of like famous twosomes with like tough names. Uh -huh. We'll go in the opposite direction and we'll go with the Willowy Boys, Michael Sarah and Jay Baruchel in the backcourt. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jay Baruchel might be from Vancouver. I'm not. He's 100%. from Montreal. He's a Montreal yeah. guy. Oh yeah, he's a, is he a Montreal listen, guy? Yeah, he's he lives he's here now. Welcome though. on the team. Uh, Why the hell did I'm he just, I'm, just glad, I'm just glad you didn't choose at the sock. <laughs> Roger, is there, is, is there any like, you know, special, special at mentions that should uh, be on the team? Toronto celebrities? Uh, uh, the weekend and uh, whoever that chef guy is. What's his name? Maddie, Maddie, whatever. Oh, Maddie Matheson. Yeah, that guy. That's I, a good one. I'd like to see Sloan on the bench. Yeah, yeah. That, the four guys, your whole Sloan. bench. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your whole bench is thrown. Thanks. Um, and then I can think of like multiple uh, Toronto quasi celebrities I would not put on the team because of of weird rumors that have been swirling for years about their personal life. Yeah, let's leave those bastards off. Uh, yeah, and let's just yeah. say Nelly forgot eyebrow ring on the bench. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody ever. Um, okay, that's that's the pod, guys. Thank you both so it. much. Um, Roger, what's up? What, uh, you're, you're you're doing shows. You're you're writing for yeah, shit. yeah. We got stuff coming up. I guess a uh, big one again. We were talking about Adam, or I was talking about Adam Sandler not too long ago. Uh, a bunch of us are going to organize a reading of the Grown Ups Three spec script that, <laughs> that Tom Sharpling wrote. Wow! Uh, so we're going to do a live reading of it at the Bad Dog Theater. On January 29th at 8 p.m. So, and uh, all the proceeds are going to charity. So, come out and see that. It's going to be really funny. That's amazing. Uh, okay, check that out, everybody. Um, Will, what's up? What, what are you working on? What are you doing? I don't know, man. You know yeah. who? Uh, who knows these days? Hey, look. You know what? You know what you can do. Uh, uh, you can. Um, 
you can uh, go fuck yourself. That's what you can do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what. Uh, I don't yeah. know what. Sick. <laughs> Thanks, bro. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm as like, I'm as like, almost as far away as possible while remaining on the continent. So like. I just, I just don't know uh, what, uh, what I'm gonna be able to uh, bring out. It's I don't funny. know. Call, you actually call fooled satellite, me that time. Call satellite radio and ask them to play uh, tracks off of my album. I get paid an okay amount of money from that. Okay, cool. you hear or that not call, but like email. I think it's email. I don't know. You hear that, folks? If you find Will charming, <laughs> then you get on the horn and you call satellite radio and you wait. You wait on hold and you just make you make it happen for him. Okay? Jeezy, crazy. Um, what about back you, Fred? You gonna be on any trains uh, in the upcoming future? Or? Yeah, I'm gonna be doing my Neil Breen thing. Uh, I'm gonna try and make a movie inspired by trains, planes, and automobiles all by myself. I'm gonna star in it. I'm gonna produce it, direct it, edit it. And uh, yeah, I'm just gonna just gonna rock it. No, but um, uh, will you also be uh, will you also be casting yourself as the uh, women who are like visibly uncomfortable to be kissing you in your love scenes? <laughs> those are definitely the most disturbing parts of Dude, these it, movies. It, it, Everyone yeah, else, it's, it's those, not him. Those are the parts that are like like less like there are moments in those where I'm like, this is less fun to watch. If I'm being honest. Yeah, totally. Like yeah. I was having a laugh, and now this is uh, pretty scary. Although that noise um, he makes, the noise he makes, and I think Fatal Findings when uh, he and his wife are like naked in the pool, and she gets, she gets like sniped uh, while he's holding her, and he just goes, "Jeez!" Like that is uh, <laughs> that is that is that is great movie making. Yeah, oh that's, that's, that's top notch comedy right there. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, okay, buddies. Um, yeah, thanks for listening to the pod. Help us out. Uh, trust me, those toques are on the way. And uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll be back next week. Uh, maybe with Ennis, maybe with Will. We'll see. It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. 